K. Dick attended Berkeley High School and graduated with Ursula K. Le Guin in 1947. However, at the time, neither knew about the other. After graduation, he briefly attended UC Berkeley. Dick did not declare a major and took classes in history, psychology, philosophy, and zoology. Through his studies in philosophy, he believed that existence is based on internal human perception which does not necessarily correspond to external reality. He described himself as an a cosmic pantheist, believing in the universe only as an extension of God. After reading the works of Plato and pondering the possibilities of metaphysical realms, Dick came to the conclusion that the world is not entirely real, and there's no way to confirm whether whether it's truly there. This question from his studies persisted as a theme in many of his works. Bill K. Dick dropped out due to anxiety problems and perhaps the mandatory ROTC training. MC Gordon Van Gelder kicks off the next reading. Our next finalist is Ambiguity Machines and Other Stories by Vandana Singh, published by Small Beer Press. Reading for, for her will be Brenda Cooper. This is from the story With Fate Conspire by Vandana Singh. I saw him in a dream, the dead man. He was dreaming too, and I couldn't tell if I was in his dream or he in mine. He was floating over a delta, watching a reb of rivulets running this way and that, the whole stream rushing to a destination I couldn't see. I woke up with a haunted feeling that I had been used to in my youth. I hadn't felt like that in a long time. The feeling of being possessed, inhabited, though lightly, as though a homeless person was sleeping in the courtyard of my consciousness. The dead man wasn't any trouble. He was just sharing the space in my mind, not really caring who I was. But this returning of my old ability, as unexpected as it was, startled me out of the apathy in which I had been living my life. I wanted to find him, this dead man. I think it is because of the machine that these old feelings are being resurrected. It takes up an entire room, although the only part of it I see is the thing that looks like a derbine, a telescope. The machine looks into the past, which is why I've been thinking about my own girlhood. If I could spy on myself as I ran up and down the crowded streets and alleys of Park Circus. But the scientists who work the machine tell me the scope can't look into the recent past. They never tell me the why of anything, even when I ask. They smile. They say, don't bother about things like that, Gargidi. What you are doing is great, a great contribution to my captors. They think they are my benefactors, but truly, they are my captors. To them, I am something very special because of my ability with the scope. But because I am not like them, they don't really see me as I am. An illiterate woman, bred in the back streets and alleyways of old Kolkata, of no more importance than a cockroach. What saved me from being stamped out by the great indifferent foot of the mighty is this ability. 
The machine gives sight to a select few, and it doesn't care if you are rich or poor, man or woman. I wonder if they guess I'm lying to them. They've set the scope to a particular moment in history, the spring of 1856, and a particular place, Metia Bruz in Kolkata. I am supposed to spy on an exiled ruler of that time, to see what he does every morning out on the terrace and to record what he says. He is a large, sad, weepy man. He is also the Nawab of Awad, ousted from his beloved home by the conquering British. He is a poet. They tell me he wrote the song Babel Mora, which to me is the most interesting and important thing about him because I learned that song as a girl. The song is about a woman leaving, looking back at her childhood home, and it, it makes me cry sometime, even though my child wasn't idyllic. And yet there are things I remember, incongruous things, like a great field of rice and water gleaming between the new shoots and a bagula hunched and dignified like an old priest standing knee-deep in water waiting for fish. I remember the smell of the sea many miles away, borne on the wind, my mother's village, Siridanga. How I began to lie to my captors was sheer chance. There was something wrong with the machine. I don't understand how it works, of course. But the scientists were having trouble setting the date. The girl called Nandini kept cursing and muttering about space-time fuzziness. The fact that they could not look through the scope to verify what they were doing, not having the kind of brain suitable for it, meant that I had to keep looking to check whether they had got back to Wad al-Shah in the Kolkata of 1856. I'll never forget when I first saw the woman. I knew it was the wrong place and time, but instead of telling my captors, I kept quiet. She was looking up toward me. My viewpoint must have been near the ceiling. She was not young, but she was respectable. You could see that. A housewife squatting on her haunches in a big old-fashioned kitchen stacking dirty dishes. I don't know why she looked up for that moment, but it struck me at once, the furtive expression on her face a sensitive face with beautiful eyes, a woman who I could tell was a warm-hearted and motherly type. So why did she look like that, as though she had a dirty secret? The scope didn't stay connected to the past for more than a few blinks of the eye, so that was all I had, a glimpse. Nandini nudged me, asking, Karkiji, is that the right time, the right place? Without thinking, I said yes. That is how it begins, the story of my deception. That simple yes began the unraveling of everything. That was uh, Ambiguity Machines and Other Stories by Vandana Singh. Next episode, we hear from another nominee for the P.K. Dick Award, and it's 84K by Claire North. Lucy Rainbow Princess had been judged suitably cute. Three weeks later, she stabbed a stuffed unicorn with a cake knife. And Gordon Van Gelder starts dishing out the awards. The special citation this year for the Phil Dick Award goes to... And... The one we're all waiting for. And this year, the Phil K. Dick Award goes to... All coming up in the next episode of Sci-Fi Thoughts.